this 2020 became a vision for some countries and companies and charities and uh, they plan and you could see 2020 vision, 2020 visions and it was far away from here. You know, people were saying by 2020 we'll do this, by 2020 we'll do that and today 2020 is here. Praise God. It shows us that one day Jesus will come back. However long it takes for him to come back, Jesus will definitely come back. If he hasn't come back yet, he will take us to be with him when the right time comes. Amen. Amen. And so until he comes back, we need to continue learning about him and walking with him in truth and in righteousness. Praise God. Turn your Bible with me if you like. In your Bible, it is written in Hebrews chapter 2, the verses 17 to 18 that therefore in all things he had to be made like his brethren that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to god to make propitiation for the sins of the people for in that he himself has suffered being tempted he is able to be he is able to aid those who are tempted. Praise God. In that he might, in all things, he had to be made like his brethren. In all things, he had to be made like his brethren. That he might be a merciful and a faithful high priest. Today we're talking about the compassion of Christ. Something that we need to know from the master. And see how we relate to that. And how we need to go on about that. Compassion is not something that belongs to God alone. It is part of his character to be. But it is part, also part of our human nature so you see jesus in all things he had to be made like us that he created us and he became like us and had to be made like us so that he might be a merciful and a faithful high priest to represent us so he became like us as human beings so that he might be merciful and faithful high priest. So in Isaiah chapter 40 verse 11, we read, He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are with young the compassionate heart of god of the lord jesus christ he will feed the flock the flock are the people 
flock literally means the sheep, the animals that are looked after. But this is using a metaphor to use us to represent the flocks. So the flocks here are us. And he is the shepherd. And he will feed the people. And he did that. Both physically and spiritually. He fed them with the word of God. He taught them with the ways of God. He trained them. He directed them. And he gave them the word of eternal life. But he also fed them at some point literally. During the course of his ministry. And we see that in Matthew chapter 14 from the verse 14. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude. And he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. When it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, This is a deserted place and the hour is already late. Send the multitude away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves food. But Jesus said to them, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. Then they said to him, We have here only five loaves and two fishes. The verse 14 says, And he was moved with compassion. The people went and listened to the word of God. They went and heard him preaching. And they sat there and they wanted to know more. They wanted to get more. And they received the word of God, the word of life, the word of eternal life. And they sat there till late. And the disciples looked around and said, oh, it is late, it is dark, let these people go. And Jesus said, they don't need to go anywhere. Feed them. He's like, what are you talking about? feed all these people here how can we feed them we are not financial institution you're only preaching the word of god you say feed them give them something to eat what do you have that we have five loaves and two bread five loaves and two fishes did i say two bread that's interesting sometimes i listen to myself and i i hear some words did i really say that <laughs> That is language for him. Five loaves and two fish. Then he blessed it and distributed it to them, gave it to them. The compassionate heart he has for humanity. He became like us in every way and in every aspect of life so that he will be a merciful priest to them. We have similar examples in Mark chapter 8, verse 1 as well. This time it was 4,000 people. In those days, Mark chapter 8, verse 1, in those days, the multitude being very great and having nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples to him and said to them, I have compassion on the multitude because they have now continued with me three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away hungry to their own houses, 
They will faint on the way, for some of them have come from afar. He said, I have compassion on the multitude. So we need to do something about it. I have compassion for them. I can feel the way they're feeling. I know what it means to be hungry. And they've been with me all these three days. So we need to give them something to eat. And the disciples will be thinking, we don't do that here. They have to go and find their own food to eat. And Jesus said, no. I have compassion for this multitude. And the fact that I have compassion for them means we have to do something about it. You may get it later. Follow me. Luke chapter 7 verse 5 to 15. Now it happened the day after that he went into a city called Nain and many of his disciples went with him and a large crowd and when he came near the gate of the city behold a dead man was being carried out the only son of his mother and she was a widow and a large crowd from the city was with him with her and when the Lord saw her he had compassion on her and said to her do you not weep then he came and touched the open coffin and those who carried him stood still and he said young man I said to you arise so he who was dead sat up and began to speak and he presented him to his mother they were going around and he saw some people carrying a coffee and one person one woman was crying and moaning wailing shouting screaming crying and she was told he was told that this woman is the mother of the disease the mother of the deceased and this is a widow the husband is dead and this is the only son probably the breadwinner the one who could go into the field and work go into the market and sell go into the factory and work and get money to come and feed the family and he is dead and now this widow is crying helplessly what should i do who is going to help me how will i eat my only son who will be my comfort and when the lord saw her he said he had compassion on her and said to her do not weep woman do not weep stop crying i have seen your tears i can feel what you're feeling i know what you're going through do not weep i will do something for you stop crying and they stop the people just stop there he looked into the coffin young man come out then the dead person came back to life would you believe the joy that this widow will experience 
He said he had compassion for her. That was the only reason why he could raise this dead back to life again. He had compassion. Similar thing happened again in John chapter 8. Read with me from the verse 1. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Now early in the morning he came again into the temple. And all the people came to him. And he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. And when they had sat her in the midst, they said to her, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. What do you say? This they said, testing him, that they might have something of which to accuse him. But Jesus stopped, Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his fingers as though he did not hear so when they continue asking he raised himself up and said to them he who has he who is without sin among you let him be the one to throw the first stone at her let him throw the first stone at her and again he stood up sorry again he stood down and wrote on the ground and those who heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning with the oldest even to the last. And Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. He was in the temple teaching. And they dragged this woman from outside. They threw her there. Here he is. We found this woman there. She was on the very act. This is not a hazard. We caught her. And this is the problem. What are you saying? Moses said, this kind of act, we have to stone this person and kill her straight away. And so we want to destroy her. But because you are here, tell us what you want us to do. To kill her now or later. Just give us the answer. We don't have time to waste. And Jesus was quiet, writing on the ground. And they said, Rabbi, we are waiting for you to tell us. And he was just you know, scribbling on the ground there. Can you tell us when should we kill this woman? And he looked at them and said, Okay. All of you here, you have found this woman guilty. Yes, I believe that. And I agree with you. But he who is without sin, let that person be the first person to throw the first stone at her. If you have never seen before, be the one to throw the first stone. Then you can take her and go and kill her. Or the rest will continue to stone her. Then he sat down and continued to scribble. And this stood there. Oh, I have seen before. Oh, yes, I remember my sin. Okay. I can't throw the stone. Then he left. This one said, oh, I have seen before. I have done that before. He said, beginning from the elders, all of them were convened in their own conscience. Said, oh, yeah, we have all seen before. Okay. Then they left. 
when he raised his head up, the woman, where are they? Said they have all gone. And the woman was trembling, thinking Jesus was slapping and saying, Get away from me. And Jesus said, Where are they? Said they have left. Did they not stone you? Say no. Say neither will I condemn you. But go and sin no more. What is that? Compassion for humanity. Not because the woman did not commit the act that they accused her of. Indeed, she committed it. And when they brought her into his presence, so if you have never sinned before, be the first one to condemn this person. Then, one by one being convicted, they left. Do we know the heart of Jesus Christ? Let's read another one. John chapter 11. The verse 33. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. So verse 35 says, Jesus wept. That is the shortest passage in the Bible, the shortest verse in the Bible. And the Jews said, see how much he loved him. The Good News Bible says in the verse 33, Jesus saw her weeping, and he saw how the people with her were weeping also. His heart was touched, and he was deeply moved. His heart was touched and he was deeply moved. We are talking about the compassion of Christ. Something that has nearly and literally been taken out of our Christian walk today. Compassion is no longer part of our Christian belief. It is no longer part of our Christian system. Today we approach situations not with emotions, but with our rational thinking. Christians have become judgmental, opinionated, and critical instead of compassion. When we see something happen to people, the first thing that comes to mind is to be critical. These things are happening because of the person's situation. When we see somebody that is poor, we point finger and say, this person is poor because they are lazy. He or she is lazy. This person failed their test. Because they are not intelligent. This person is sick. Because they don't look after themselves. We approach situation. 
from our rational point of view. There is nothing wrong to be rational. Human beings are created with the two things. We are both rational and emotional beings. To be rational means to think about things. And to be emotional means to feel about things. But Jesus we see here was more emotional. He felt situations more than thought about it. Doesn't mean he didn't think about situations. But he approached it with compassion. Compassion comes from our emotions. But judgmental, being judgmental, condemning things, criticizing things, accusing things, pointing finger, being indifferent come from our rational position. We are supposed to copy. We are supposed to be emulate. We are supposed to see things the way he did things and saw things. We are supposed to be compassionate for people that are going through difficulties. People that are experiencing hardship. People that are going through pains. People that are suffering in various ways. But our Christian approach today, we don't have those things. Even within the church within the family, within the workplace, wherever we find ourselves, the first thing that comes to us is criticism. Yes, we know why. And we know how. We judge things from our heart. From our head. Not our hearts. And so it has stiffened us. We don't have compassion for others. We don't have mercy for other people. So we have become individualistic. Each one for himself and God for us all. As a result of that, there is no unity. You belong to that church and I don't care. You belong to that religion and I don't care. You belong to that race and I don't care. We don't have compassion. The moment we see something happen, we rationalize it. We try to find the, the, the rational meaning, the, the supposedly course of action, and use that to bring our judgment about. But here, he said he was touched. This is the story of Lazarus. When Lazarus died and Mary and Martha approached Jesus, when Jesus saw the multitude, the people crying, he didn't point finger at them. He was moved with compassion. He said he was deeply moved. And Jesus wept. He wept not because he was helpless to do anything about the situation. He wept not because of the people that were crying here and there. But he wept because of the feelings. Because of the sense of lust. That the people were going through. Because of the emotional touch. He related to them. He said, I can feel your feelings. I can see your pains. I know the state of mind that you are in. And he started crying as well. And he said to the woman, do not weep. I will do whatever I can to restore your joy back unto you. Friends, we are supposed to be compassionate. Not to be judgmental. We are supposed to be compassionate 
not to be opinionated giving our opinion of why we think this thing is happening why they deserve that we have to be compassionate not to be critical thinking it caused that by their own self if it didn't do a b and c the results of c d and e wouldn't have happened we have to be compassionate and believe that the god that we serve he is our high priest in all cases he became like us so that he would be a merciful and faithful priest we are the royal high priest we are also priests every believer is a priest not a priest in the sense that you wear a priestly or religious gown and walk around we are priests because we are redeemed to be used by god we are the light of the world we are the salt of the world and the world looks at us and so we're supposed to be compassionate show the heart of god the merciful heart of god has to be demonstrated in us knowing christ knowing the lord we have to make sure that we don't walk around and pretend but we need to be reformed from within. And because we don't have that compassionate heart, sometimes we portray the opposite within our family, among our children, within our friends, wherever we are, wherever we find ourselves, we show that attitude, that indifference. I can't be bothered when someone is sick. I don't care when someone is dead. I don't mind. I don't care. Doesn't matter. When we see things terrible happening to people, we don't feel anything for them. Sometimes the least we can do is to add insult to injury, to say something negative about the situation that we see the other person going through. They deserve it. We have to be compassionate. Having compassion is the heart of the king that we serve. It's the heart of the priest who ministered to us. He said, yes, I know. And I agree that she has sinned. She has committed adultery. She needs to be stoned. That is rational thinking. But then, let us look at the emotional side. He who has no sin, let that person throw the stone. We need both our rational thinking and our emotional feelings and put them together in order to make a good judgment. If we don't do that, we become one-sided. Then we we'll go away, we think we are the best Christians. We think we are born-again Christians. Then we become like the priest on a Damascus road the Samaritan the Pharisees the people that are religious seeing somebody lying there and walking past that person because they are in a hurry to go to a church service and so they can't be bothered they didn't have the compassionate heart because he is not my neighbor because it's not one of us. 
say you feed them give them something to eat they came to our church they came to listen to us give them something to eat don't send them away if you can afford it give them something to eat we need to develop that attitude god is working hard to shape us from the within and so we need to know we need to learn the characteristics of god and work towards them so that they will become part of our nature when we hear the things that christians can say when some things happen and sometimes it shocks you you are surprised we think people are what they are because of their own doing yes sometimes you are right sometimes our comments and our position may be true or fable it may be right but even if we are right that they caused it they brought this to themselves we still have to show compassion for people not always criticizing and not always judge negatively and not always giving up our opinion which may not necessarily help he became like us so that he would be a merciful and a faithful high priest when was the last time you show compassion to someone when was the last time you were merciful to someone it is part of our calling it is part of our transformation it is part of the reformation it is part of the thing that we need to have in us and demonstrate it and put it into practice because it was in him so we need to remember this and try and work towards that that whatever situation we come across the first thing we need to do our approach is not to criticize our approach is not to condemn our approach is not to be indifferent if you can do anything about it the least you can do is to be compassionate and just walk away from that instead of pointing finger laughing and mocking them they don't help that is not the character of the one who has called us as we endeavor to know the lord there are certain things that we may not consider but that is who he is he did everything possible and necessary to help whoever he came across and we are his people and he wants us to become completely like him he doesn't expect perfection from us to be perfect but the willingness to try and become is what if we don't have the willingness and the desire we will just walk away and sometimes even curse people 
thinking, yeah, you deserve it. You deserve to be there. It serves you well. That is not the way of the master. May God bless you. Amen. Father, we thank you for today. It is very simple and short. Looking at a compassionate heart of our high priest who was merciful and